And hello, welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Atfield. It's an uh, unorthodox episode for us. Um, yes. It's uh, kind of uncharted territory, but I feel like it's almost necessary just because of where we are. Um, and what, what we talk about on this podcast is I, it ends up being 60 to 70% of basketball. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, uh, we are recording this on Monday night. It is 1030 uh, the fourth quarter just started on Kobe's last game on ESPN, and uh, you're you're clicking this, you probably already know we're going to talk about Kobe Bryant. Um, just kind of aside from everything else, we'll we'll get to Louisville later this week. Um, obviously, there's things going on there, but uh, we just wanted to take the opportunity to talk this out. Um, I know Chris is one of the biggest Lakers fans I've ever met. <laughs> Yeah, this is fan. like this is like uh, this is cathartic for me. So this is, I, no, but it's I, cathartic for me too because I think I think there's real power in you know in talking things out and and you know um, I feel like we're we live in a time where everyone wants to you know say how they feel when someone important quote unquote famous important notable memorable um, passes on. Um, but I think it's just kind of a, a recognition and a recognition of our own humanity and yeah, I mean, trying to process that within this. So if that's, that's not your thing, I get it. I, I understand. I don't I won't be hurt if you don't listen to this whole podcast, but you know, we just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of how we feel and, uh, a, a great person, uh, in this game that we love so much. Yeah. I was trying to think of. You know, the closest comparison to maybe like you, um, and it, it's different for me because I don't have the, the you know, the, the deep connection with the city of LA. Um, so it's still an outsider perspective, but the, the closest I got was like Jeter. And like, yeah. uh, for, for what someone meant to an organization and what, what they meant to a city, um, you, you can't tell the story of, of Los Angeles without Kobe, really. And no I, you definitely can't tell the story of the NBA without Kobe. So I don't know, man, like finding out for me um, was, I don't want to say it was like one of the most like shocking things in my life, but it was one of the oddest feelings yeah. I think I've had. Like it, it legit like felt like a, a bit of an out-of-body experience because you because because of like Kobe's career stretched so long if you look you, you talk to someone that's like 20 years older than me or you know you talk to some somebody that's that's 10 years younger than us they probably looked at the situation hearing about Kobe's death and they're like you know Kobe's immortal <laughs> you don't expect a guy like that to ever just leave or, or right. to die so so getting the news um, my brother texted me about the about the TMZ stuff um I just searched Kobe's name on Twitter and, and found all the, the articles. Um, I messaged you and yeah, yeah, I, I, I found out from you actually, which is kind of wild because I was I was just watching a movie on you know Sunday afternoon, pretty nondescript, regular Sunday for me, hanging out with my kid and my at my mother in law's and um, just you know being chill. And then I, I I opened up my phone and I saw you message me and then immediately went to Twitter and saw like no you know just kind of everything going on at once and um i was genuinely shocked i don't know it is an obvious yeah there's i've been in situations that have been really shocking but um 
I don't know. It's it was you're right. It was an odd feeling, and then I feel like we had a period of time where everyone was trying to, you know, get confirmation, and a lot of people who have like their idea of what TMZ is is still like from 2005. Like, oh, they're not. It's not true. Like, dude, TMZ doesn't get it wrong anymore. Yeah, I mean the the, the TMZ stuff. Um, it, as far as like getting getting things correct, uh, um, is you know point yeah a. i think that's a whole other thing i do yeah. yeah but i I, um, I don't know how much i don't really want to talk about this on this podcast it's probably going to be a follow-up at some point because like yesterday as far as like from a reporting aspect and uh you know everything that happened is a whole other situation <laughs> right <laughs> like it was uh, i don't know I, I i don't remember like the finer details of like like Prince and, and, and Michael Jackson and, and how that situation went across like on the interwebs. Um, but this one was a, you know, a weird, a weird way to process um, everything. Yeah, I, think the, I think the nuts and bolts of, of what happened, who reported when, like those things will be ironed out. And I'm yeah, mistakes were made along the way, but I don't know. I think, I think right now it's, it's, it's hard. It's so easy to, to point fingers and, not know all the details yeah um so i mean i think the thing that like stands out the most for me about like i I was a kobe fan before i was a laker fan obviously let's start start, yeah i want to start with your relationship with kobe and you know like you said you were a kobe fan for a laker fan and and then how that evolved from there yeah, like I was a Kobe fan before I was a Laker fan. And I suspect that's that's like the case with with a lot of people. And mm-hmm. you know, I've heard so many people say, you know, in, in some ways, he was bigger than the Lakers, and that's that's pure evidence of it right there of how many people yeah, that absolutely that were you know. But it was just like I don't know, man. I I just fell in love with such a dude who just like didn't give a fuck, and like <laughs> at, at the same time, there was like. He had this way of like annoying people um, for a lot of different reasons. Whether you know you labeled him as like a like a gunner who like shot his shot his teams out of games, but he had like this this obsession about basketball, and there was almost like this aspect of bro, you don't need to like take it that serious. Like even like that like the whole detail stuff and and how people got like their jokes off about that stuff. It like like people. <laughs> that annoyed like the shit out of people but it was one of my favorite things about Kobe it was that it was like you know like his his fearlessness um to the, I think the Dwight like him and Dwight going back and forth of him basically calling Dwight Howard like you're soft straight to his face <laughs> it's like that that's something that like not like a normal person would do like I, I know like a lot of like NBA people want to want to come off as like tough guys but Still, even like normal NBA guys aren't going to be like the size of Kobe and, and, and walk up to Dwight and be like, you know, try me. You're soft. Let, 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 let's see what's see what you want to do. And then like that. And then like I, I remember hearing um, Bill Simmons kind of brought this up today. Um, I remember it like from that perspective of, of it, it was one of my probably earliest NBA moments of of him in the, the game seven against the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Basically tired of people saying that that he shoots the ball too much so just taking a game seven and almost nearly like refusing to shoot the ball and the and, and the lakers lose and but he wanted to like send a message it was just shit like that that to me was was great um 
telling Philly fans, his hometown, that he was going to absolutely rip their heart rip out. Rip their hearts out, you know. <laughs> I, I heard that. That was I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and like it, I think that's like where it starts. Um, uh, yeah, for that like, whole season, for like the like the, like the Kobe love for me. That whole season, that whole period of time, I for some reason like my first. I I remember I remember him like so like be, being a thing, like getting drafted. Like he was like the youngest person drafted. I remember that being a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember for some reason, like one of my first Kobe memories is getting the Kobe Bryant N64 game <laughs> in the NBA courtside with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And then that period of time where it was like the King series and the AI series, the, the, the NBA finals, like yeah. those are like those first like memories of like, wow, like this, uh, those were like the first times I was like, holy freaking shit this guy's yeah well like absolutely unbelievable (laughs) so many people's memory of him kind of go alongside of like some type of like internet or or like social media or like entertainment stuff i i heard that was another thing i heard simmons talk about today is like he gets into the league in 1996 and that's like right when email's coming out yeah so like he to just like be that person at the time to come into the league like when the window is is so clear and to be a Laker and to understand that this is a very like significant moment in NBA because there's not really, you know, quote unquote, a person to pick up the baton Mm -hmm. to, to kind of bridge that gap gap from, from Jordan to, you know, wherever, when it obviously went to LeBron. Um, But that in between area there Um, and, and to do that in the time where, where the NBA was, you know, social media was happening to a later extent, but just email in general, the internet um, was, you know, a whole other angle with him. Yeah. He definitely was like the first, like not obviously not completely. It's not like he, you know, he came of, of popularity during Twitter, but he definitely was the first guy you probably went to go look scores up on, you know, like AOL.com, ESPN.com, you know, like he was that he, everyone talks about like you know you admire the people who are like your guys and i think it's it's really crazy when i was doing the math and i was thinking about it like how much he aligned to be our guy you know i, I was born in 1991 yeah. and you know he enters the league in 96 and really becomes sort of a big deal and in 98 99 sort of when i'm becoming real cognizant of sports and, right. and stuff and it's like um, you it's grew like up with him yeah no it's like everyone practically under the age of 60 either they they saw him you know come into the league as as a young kid and obviously leave as as a as a guy who felt he had a great ownership to to be a bastion of the league and Mm -hmm. and grow into a man or he he basically was the narration of your your you know your teenage years or your your formative years. It was one of those two. Like he was always there, in in some aspect. And I think that's part of the reason why a guy like me is driving down the road today and just have like a single tear in my eye. And I'm like, that's that's like the whole weird thing, man. Is to cry for a person you never knew. I've never had that feeling before. Um, I, you know. Prince yeah. was a big loss for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Tom Petty was a big loss for a lot of people. I've never quite felt the way I felt yesterday about a person I never met. Um, 
And I, I think that that's pretty significant because it, uh, you know, whatever your opinion of, of Kobe was, he elicited emotion in everyone. Of course. <laughs> I mean, just the, the Kobe stands on Twitter are, are enough yeah. validation of that. Um, yeah, I saw enough. plenty of jokes about, you know, when is the, when is the, uh, the remembrance ceremony in Temecula, you know, when are we, <laughs> when are we getting the squad together and just going to, you know, stand outside there. I, it's you're absolutely right and i think you know and you're you're beginning to see it from so many people uh, i've i've really been struck by the responses from people who played with him yeah um you know i tracy mcgrady who he basically grew up with you know finally spoke today on the jump and uh i teared up you know hearing him talk because they you know they came into the league together and while kobe was winning championships tracy was you know struggling and and how that relationship evolved through that and how they were being dads together. They were texting about being dads together uh, these days. And um, I would, you know, also, you know, seeing Shaq's message, I think when Shaq really comes out and talks, uh, it's someone I'm really going to listen to and um, hearing Jay Williams, of course uh, it's, it's seeing, you know, even something to the fact of the story that's that's kind of circulating and, you know, the game's, I think, almost over now. I turned it off. But, um, you know, Gordon Hayward stepping yeah, on the really line cool. in his final free throw and Kobe's final free throw just to make sure Kobe gets to 60. And it's it's just the, the you know, the fact that everyone respected him, you know, people who his peers, the people who went up against him and the people who played with him. Uh, they all at the end, the people who are in the game now who never played with him, um, they respected the hell out of him. And he's, you know, at this, obviously Jordan is always going to be the most influential person in the NBA. But I think to this period of time and this group of players, Kobe's the most influential person. And people say like this group of players, I've heard that a lot, but really like his major influence was on the, the generation that came right before this, like the LeBrons, the Durants, yeah. the Mellows, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the Chris the Pauls. Coast, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that, that, that Olympic team, the 2008 Olympic team, I guess it was, was like uh, him basically carrying a bunch of youngsters yeah. um, <laughs> and, and, and showing them how significant it was. I think like, I don't really know when it happened. Um, but I think at some point Kobe became like very aware of what he was doing. And I think his, his like legacy and his dynasty meant like a great deal to him. I think like even more so than like, like LeBron or I'm trying to think of more parallels in, in sports that LeBron's the first one that comes to mind. The fact that it's hard for you to think about it is what's incredible. And that's like, what's, that's what's so that's what's i'm trying to say tragic but the the, the really hard part for me is that that it felt like that part was just beginning yeah, like, oh yeah there because was like that, there was so much admiration for him for what he was doing after the fact and i think we'll, we'll definitely talk about you know his family and, and that part of it and just what he was doing in terms of you know like i was just saying like he was going to be an owner at some point yeah, you know, I mean, he was he, he was, was gonna so be an owner. He, he was gonna he was investing. He invested in uh, you know the the LA soccer team just this just earlier you know two weeks ago he did, made some announcement where he was investing in it. He was doing all these things. I think he was gonna have an absolutely unreal impact on the women's game. That honestly, I'm I'm almost like 
most torn up for the for the women's game because I think he was going to become an incredible advocate for them as his daughters grew up and 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 they something that I think they uh, the you know really could use is is a great to really stand behind them in unison with them and 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 I I think that they lost that and yeah I mean it was it was interesting. Uh, on his like his his farewell tour that you know every interview at the end of the game it was basically like how are you gonna you know go forward with this after your basketball career you've been you know you're you're looted for for being the first in the gym and and all that and obsessing over the game he was Mm -hmm. he was so myoptic about basketball i think he found comfort in knowing that he could just be so myoptic about something else whether it was like investing in his family or, or investing in his daughter's basketball growth or just the women's game in general, I thought that was the most interesting part is what was going to happen in the next four years because he he left something that he was so obsessed about. Yeah. But he also had like solace in, in knowing that he, he could just go to another venture that he would be so obsessed about. I think like to be as like successful – as he was and as carefully crafted and, and, and good at something like that, you have to put so much focus into to one thing that it takes away from some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think like as he got closing to his career, he realized that this was kind of an opportunity to, I don't want to say recover from that stuff, but, but to go back and revisit some of that stuff with his family and, and things like that. Yeah. He was just so incredibly, you know, I, I think, when people talk about, you know, what he had, just work ethic and a commitment to excellence to an unhealthy degree. Oh, dude, I saw, so like, I I saw, I saw Kobe three times and the the last time I saw him, he played like 18 minutes in, in, in Indiana. And it was the year after Dwight and Steve Nash had already blew up. They were still on the team, but it was, Mm -hmm blatantly clear that that wasn't going to work and they were 16 17 17 games below 500 we got into the gym um as soon as it opened which was three hours before the game and kobe was the only one on the floor injuries and all and like in a full sweat working out for a game against indiana like why the fuck do you care your team sucks and your your body's been through all this and you're on the floor like doing all this man like what do you have to prove like you talk about unhealthiness it was unhealthy but it's what it's why people loved him it's why people loved him it's why people respected him and i mean no i i don't think a lesson from all of this is is to approach your day job with (laughs) the the same intensity that that kobe did approach basketball but i think i think that's what people uh, respected so much from him is you know if you do have a goal is committing to the goal and finding the opportunities it's it wasn't you, you know not to sound like a self-help guru but it's it's never going to be easy yeah. and he always understood that he only always understood that talent wasn't going to take him where he needed to go it was going to take hard work too and i don't know it was just man like and there's just like a even even though and like it, there's such like a level of magic to him. Like just these opportunities, just like the, the step back fade away, man. Like, like it's just such a fun, it's such a fun shot. Yeah. Like I mean, the, it, just the, it, the step back Kobe and just like you, you scream it in the air and it's just like, there's just like a magic and a ring to it. So and there's like some of like my favorite Kobe moments are like games when he was just having a terrible game and then all and of a sudden would 
all of a sudden turn it he, on. He he locks in, and it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna fake right. I'm gonna post you up. I'm gonna fake over my left side, but then I'm gonna go over my left side. I'm gonna fade away, and I'm gonna make the basket. And there ain't shit you can do about it. And there's not many there's not many players in sports that like elicit like someone just feels so helplessness. Like I can't imagine. I never got the perspective of of him going against my favorite team and being just like fuck this guy. And I'm glad I didn't because that would have <laughs> caused a lot of heartbreak. But the only closest emotion I can possibly get to was like Zion against Duke or Zion against Louisville like a few years ago when yeah. when you you see that coming and you feel that it's like, like the, man, there's nothing you can honestly do. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember. I think it was. I think he had. Was it sixty-two against the Knicks? I think it was, he that, had sixty-one at Madison Square Garden. He had sixty-one, and then I think LeBron ended up beating right, or he still has like the highest of visiting. I'm pretty total. sure LeBron has a record in in MSG. I, I, okay. I, but we could I be wrong about that. But be, it, uh, we're probably wrong. But either way, it's just like it, it was one of those things. Where like man, and it's like that for I think a lot of NBA players. LeBron does it too, where it's just like I'm just gonna give everyone a show here. It took, is, it took LeBron a little so, while to even get that emotion, like to get to that level. I have level. so much reverence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I do like, I don't know, I know how much, you know, longer we'll talk because we'll end up walking in circles. I do want to mention like just briefly the, the Colorado stuff because I, I think even as, you know, like a Kobe Stan, I think to speak about Kobe's legacy, it's something that you have to talk about. Like, I, I, I truly do feel that way. That's why I didn't have as much of a problem with the people that wanted to speak about it yesterday. Um, I'm not yeah. I'm not as gun-ho on some people as, as talking about, you know, those type of situations when the, when the guy's barely passed away, but everyone deals with it. Yeah, the, that's the, the problem. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's my – I mean, I get it. Like I said, I completely get it. I just I, – I don't know. There's never a good time. I, I think I the thing for me is, like, I've thought about this a lot – Particularly like sports heroes, like I, I, I didn't choose Kobe to idolize. Mm-hmm. I was just uh, a young kid, nineteen years old, watching, you know, the two thousand one uh, Blazers Lakers um, Western Conference Finals. That's like my first memories, and that's like I want to be like this dude. I can watch yeah. watch basketball with this dude, and you know, build a bond with with my dad who had. I didn't really see very often at the time because my parents were divorced. And like, that's what the point I tried to make on Twitter earlier today is some of like my favorite things about Kobe are the bonds he created with other people around. They didn't have shit to do with Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like going outside with my two older brothers and emulating everything he does. Um, That was like a whole other thing. So being confronted, you know, with that later in life, um, it's tough to grapple with and it's nothing that you do really deal with. I don't have an answer to, you know, uh, to be accountable for his actions. Um, They're part of a story. There's something that should be said about them. Um, But I I just wanted to put that part out there that for me is like, he was my hero as a kid and you just can't flip that switch off regardless of what happens. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever, I mean, I I think in some instances we were kind of, in a different world, um, but they do share similarities. We kind of saw some of that with like, you know, the stuff that went on in U of L it's like, regardless of what happens, because these people have been such a, 
standing in your life. Right, it's, right, no it, question. It, it's hard to just, you know. Turn it off. Yeah, or turn you know, your like, back to them. It's, it's not even just hard. It's impossible. It's impossible. Like, it's it's near impossible. I get, you know, it, it's when you love something, you never want to feel, you know, you never want to turn away from it if you even when you've been hurt. I think like the the deepest of sports loves. It's the same way, man. It's the, it's, it's tough. And and I, listen, I'm not you know I'm not gonna tell, you know I'm not gonna tell anybody how to feel about you know about. And we the whole shouldn't, deal. by the way. We shouldn't. We definitely. There's a shouldn't. lot of that going on. And I don't know. And I, I and that's one of the things about you know I think, I think there would have been a point in Kobe's life where he would have addressed it, where he would have. You know, obviously, I can't speak for him, but you know, I, I I think there would have been a point in time where he would have, you know, said, you know, I've tried, I made these mistakes, and I've tried to atone for that, and, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, the work that I think that he was he was he was trying to do for the women's game and the and the and the, and the, the organization, the grassworks service, he was trying to build to to you know lift people up, and. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. But it's it's tough and it's a part of it. And there's no I think I think the uh, several people said, you know, there are no perfect people, you know, and there's there, there's you, certainly no luck celebrating no, a perfect person. And there's like, no it's just not going to happen. The, there's no perfect idols or, or perfect stars. If yeah. you want to go through some of the biggest celebrity, you know, deaths that we've had, David Bowie, Michael Jackson, Prince, every of single course. one of them skeletons yeah. in their closet. Um, and that, you know, e- each person stands on their own. That doesn't make excuses for the next one, but it's worth mentioning. I, uh, there's something that, that truly tears her soul about knowing that Kobe was going, you know, it appeared obviously that, that him and his daughter were going to, I guess their, their AAU team, um, some type of practice and yeah. that, that, that they were going to do that. And he was going to you know, continue to help a daughter who by all accounts was pretty much just exactly like him grow yeah. on the yeah. basketball court. And that's, that's, that's what does him in. Um, there's, there's just something so, so cruel about that. And I, I just can't, I can't get that part out. of I, I don't have kids. Um, so I don't understand that as motion at all, but I, I can't get that shake that part. But yeah. And that's, it's, the... it's difficult that's the hard part for me, you know, cause that's, um, too, not, not, not to say it's not hard for you, but you know, just knowing and, and knowing that there were, you know, there were two other families on, on the helicopter and, um, it's hard not to, not to think about, um, their loss and the people, you know, people in your life that, that you don't want to lose and you care about. And, um, you know, I, I am a father. I'm sorry. And, um, you know, you definitely hug your kid a little more when you think about it. Yeah. And you, um, because there's, there's, you know, a love and a bond and I can't fathom, you know, becoming a widow and losing a child in the same day is, um, that is, uh, that is a cross. I, I, I would not wish on everybody, obviously. And, and, ho- and, uh, you know, I think we both definitely send our hearts out for, you know, people have struggled with that and people are struggling with that now. And that's, um, that's, that's definitely, that's the hardest part of it. Probably, you know, we can talk about this person, this person who made us feel incredibly, uh, on high and incredibly joyful. Um, but that's, you know, there's that part of it too. And that we can't ignore and we definitely acknowledge. 
Yeah. I, I mean, a- absolutely. Um, I think, uh, you know, obviously don't, don't value one life over another, right. but you know, there's, there's something to be, to be said that everyone shared this common thread with another person. Um, and that, that to me is like the most beautiful part of it. Right. Um, and that's why we're fans, you know, that's why we love sports, Chris. That's why, that's why, you know, we care so much because it's a shared communal human experience. That's where we're always looking for. That's what, you know, we, we as humans crave and that's what, you know, that's what sports is. And I mean, I can't imagine being in like a, a downtown barbershop in like Brooklyn this morning or like LA or like, yeah, man. Like that, that's, that's the shit that, 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 that's the good stuff, man. Um, I, you know, we're talking a little bit circle. So I, I guess before we get off here, do you have like an all time, like favorite Kobe moment, um, that you can think of? Cause I know the one that, that'll stick, stick in my mind. It, it will, is, is pretty one of his last ones, but it, it it's my favorite moment. Even if it seems cheesy, do you have one? Um, not one in particular, but the just a few that you know I, I mentioned that I think it was what it was the '04 Western Conference Finals were pretty absurd. Um, yeah. I'll always think about the stepping over of Tyron Liu and just the fact that Tyron Liu <laughs> ended up coaching the Lakers later on. It's just like it's like looking back on that's one of the funniest things and. Um, yeah, and that last game, I, I mean, even just, like, watching it and having it on, if just remembering sitting in my chair and, like, screaming, just, like, Yeah, that's, yelling. like, that, that's that's the wild thing is because Spike Lee talked about this, um, you know, the day after it happened. It was, like, one of the first times he ever cheered for the Lakers. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Because because he was talking about like Kobe would just text him out of the blue and be like, Spike, the Knicks suck. And like, that would be his text message. Um, what a great message. What's your moment? That's hilarious. Though. I think, I mean, my mine seems pretty like like cheesy, but coming back to the free throw line with the Achilles tear and, and shooting the two oh, free throws yeah. is just... <laughs> It's perfect. It's perfectly Kobe. It, it it talks, you know, it it encompasses everything that Kobe was, the toughness, the the will to win. It's like the bloody sock, except it's real. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. <laughs> um Um that I mean the the funny thing about the step over is that's like the perfect Kobe coming into the league and being like, fuck all y'all. And then Kobe yeah. retired, and like any single soul hits him up, he's like, "All right, let's go work out together." I watched, I watched the eighty-one points, like, like the twenty eighty-one points in twenty minutes. It just like you know, it was kind of extended highlights, but mostly just his shots and uh, just Jalen Rose progressively getting madder and madder, and and then just giving up. <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty wild. Yeah, that I mean, was a good one too. That's we, the thing we can't about go like without mentioning that there's definitely a significant part of like Kobe's like actual game. That's not like the mm-hmm. prettiest. Like if you want to talk about like the prettiest game, it's like, you know, Steph Curry or like mm-hmm. even Clay Thompson. No question. But 
there's there's just always some type of like reverence for a guy who's just like getting fucking buckets. I mean, I th- there's never been a guy who has shot him shot like teams out of a game and then shot teams back into a game as much as Kobe did. No I, question. Yeah, it, it, it's just perfect. I think that's. You know, that's that's pretty much all I got to say. I'm glad we did this. No, I'm glad we did this. And, uh, yeah, it's, we'll, we'll, you know, it's it's a loss we're going to feel for a while. And I, I'm, I'm really, um, it's going to be really tough. You know, he was about to go in the Hall of Fame this year. You know, just like stuff like that. I totally forgot. I, re- I read that today. And, and, and you were going to have, be, you were going to have speeches from, Garnett, Tim Duncan, and and Kobe, like, in the same night, three guys that are all so different, but three guys that were going to completely let their personality shine regardless, you know. I'm I'm glad they postponed the game tomorrow because, obviously, the Lakers are are still in shock. You're just now getting responses from – just got a statement like a few hours ago. That was the first thing. Yeah, that was the first thing. And Davis and and LeBron both have made you know posts now. Um, so that and that's a game that honestly could decide things. So you would hate for that to have to be at the end of the season. But like, well, this team was grieving a little more than this team. Did you uh, did you read the LeBron statement? I did. I I, I did. So um, like it it stuck out to me because like. Everything these days now, like LeBron does, is so very um, PR. Like you yeah. know, it's it's filtered through a bunch of different prisms. It's carefully crafted. That shit was just raw emotion. Even like a day later, like that Instagram caption was just like, yeah, like man. he's talking to like one of his boys. And I actually I saw someone posted some footage from them. I think it was 08. Yeah, I think it was 08 when you know they're in the Olympics and. Uh, I think it was one of Kobe's daughter's birthday and he got the chefs to make them LeBron got the chefs to make bake him a cake. And like they showed the video of like LeBron coming out with the cake and Kobe picks up his daughter and brings her over. And um, you can just see the bond that they had there. And um, there's genuine love there and there's, and, and there's caring and, um, and you, you know, it just makes you miss him and, and, and it, it, it breaks your heart for sure. It's going to be real weird, man. It's going to um, be weird. Because, you know, he was present. Some of these guys fade off into the distance. He was very much present around the game still. And that's... And he was going to be present for a long time. And it, 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 it hurts, man. It's surreal, that's for sure. So we'll have... Um... We'll have some other pod. We'll have another podcast this week, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll definitely. I think Louisville plays on Wednesday against Boston College. Um, so yeah, so we'll do that. Thanks, Chris, for do for for suggesting we do this and making sure you know. And I def- I was on board, but I think you brought it up <laughs> first. So for sure, man. Um, thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>